You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're back, bitches. <laughs> we're so sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. You should know by now. We don't have our shit right. We don't. We uh, we got down to the wire with having to go to South Carolina, and we're like, well. We had high hopes, as, we did. Al- as always. We did have <laughs> we high hopes. start off strong, and then we're just like, yeah. there was just no time. So we're sorry. We are back. We, we did not go away permanently. We promise. Nope. And um, we're going to try to hit you with two this week just yeah. to make up for our bad behavior. <laughs> we're sorry. Yes. You can roll up a newspaper and, like, smack us on the nose with it. We know we're bad. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm tired. It's been a long... It was a week. It was a long week. We always say that when we have a day off in the week, it makes the week longer. Like, yes. I know we only worked four days, but it felt like 17. Yeah. No, I would agree. In between the packing, the unpacking, the laundry, the airport, and working. <laughs> and then our dog, just a naughty dentist, decided to, to um, fish out our my carry-on from the closet and uh-huh. found um, a bag of bugles, a bag of gummy bears, and yep. a bag of uh, Hershey Kisses. <laughs> That thankfully were like almond. They were not pure milk chocolate. Chocolate, yep. <laughs> um, and he's a big old dog. He's like 80 pounds. So we frantically called Caitlin's boss, who's a vet, and she basically said he should be fine. He has very sparkly poop right now. He's shitting foil as we speak. But other than that, he's fine. He also managed to army crawl his ass under the dog gate. And I found him laying on our living room sofa. So when I heard someone jump off the sofa, I was, like, about ready to go to town on someone. Like, I grabbed a pot. I was like, come on. <laughs> You're going to yeet him. I was about to yeet him into an oblivion because I didn't know. He should not have been down there. And there he was just looking at me like, hey. The first thing you do is curse me out that I forgot to gate his ass upstairs. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I gated him. His fat ass just army crawled under it. That, now, I wish we had cameras so we could see that. <laughs> like, his fat ass, like, wiggling under a gate would have been Because I don't think he could get comedic. enough air to get over it. Oh, no. He can't launch. that. All that can't go in the air. I don't think there's enough momentum. It's true. Man. But he's fine. Everything is fine. Pearl, it's like that meme where everything's on fire, and it's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> that was like me before um, the end of last week. Yeah, you had a telling end of the week. I had a shitty week. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Tell Luckily, them. it was not me. No, not you. It was the little boy I watched, Big Chonk Boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name. I like that. He um He's a 30-pound chicken roaster. Oh, my God. He's actually yeah. more like a turkey, like a Thanksgiving turkey. God, he's a butterball. That's he's what he is. 15 months in a... Weighs 30 pounds. <laughs> he's fucking huge. And he's tall. He's like... He's very tall. He's very long. <laughs> he's in the 99th percentile for both height and weight. Yeah, he's he's, he's ginormous. Yeah. Kid can put down some food. Kid can oh, eat. I've seen that. He, you're right. He, he can. He only has like eight teeth. Like four on the top, four on the bottom. Like kids like chewing on a filet mignon. Like he's like dousing a steak. I'm doing like, work. Shit, man. He's doing like, work. He's like meat and potatoes, dude. Good for you. <laughs> you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can, I guess. Right? So he, he got a um, a parasite mm-hmm. <laughs> and was shitting nonstop liquid for three days until oh. we left on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So you had a fun three days before. I saw some things that I cannot unsee. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> we went to battle every day. <laughs> you know, if that ain't birth control, I just don't know what is. Because I was like, 
nope, uh-uh. I have no desire. <laughs> he would just like be sitting there, and it was no effort at all, and you would just hear this like guttural like gurgle coming oh, out of his little gross. butt, and I was just like, oh no, and it was like. <laughs> It's like going down his leg. I'm like, oh. This is when I thank God I work in an office. <laughs> like, this does not happen where I work. Oh, and he hates getting his diaper changed. So there's Whoa. like, he'll kick his legs like really hard. So like, shit. Literally. I need like a shield. Yeah. Oh my God. He had outfit changes. I had outfit changes. It was good when, you know, mom and dad were home. Even little brother who was eight. He was oh, like all hands on brother. deck. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, get in here. <laughs> Help. So, like, they luckily knew it was a kind of a two-man job. Yeah. So, you know, I had to battle a couple of them on my own, but yeah. luckily they were home for a few of them. So. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. You're like, y'all don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> like, mm-mm. I need hazard pay. It, yeah, right. It was wild. <laughs> he's much better now. He's feeling Yeah, he's much fine now. And back to his normal... Wild self. Wild, crazy self. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that's no longer happening. Me too. (laughs) Uh, South Carolina was a good break from that. Yeah, it was. And we had a good time. It went by too fast, as always. Always does. Um, But Mama Seymour is doing great. Yep. She she sends her thank yous to all of you, because I told her about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's she's really recovered well at this point now. She's gotten her drains out for her mastectomy and you know she says she feels just worlds better since those came out so she's getting there so we spent our weekend hanging out with her Uh and your dad yeah and uh gabby's fucking hellcat Artie. gabby i'm calling you out on this one girl he's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) this cat is into everything like non-stop like it's yeah it just never ends and i get it he's a little he's a kitten he's a kitten yeah but oh my God, I'm like, either I've just blocked out when Mishka was a kitten, so I don't have to relive it, but um, that also served as good, you know, pet control, because I'm like, nope, I don't need another kitten after these guys. No, like, no, I'm good. I'm good with I'm that. I'm all set. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, they have a squirt bottle, but like, he didn't give a shit. You could squirt him. No, he like opened his mouth. Yeah, he's like, oh, that feels good. Oh, missed me. <laughs> Jackass. Oh but it was a good time. We definitely did not have time to record. No. So here we we are we're gonna drop two and we're gonna try to we're recording on a saturday yeah we're being proactive our sunday activity yes so we're gonna try to do another one tomorrow so then we're gonna be one ahead yes we're gonna always try to be one ahead and then we won't we won't get smacked with newspapers it's true and even <laughs> i don't think we have anything coming up next weekend either so we could oh i'm so happy do a bunch i know i, I feel like it's just been non-stop well it has, it has been because we went to Christmas. colorado we yeah. came back we went to south carolina we came back and now it's just like and you may be going to Florida, right? Yeah. Is that next, next month, month? I think, but I don't know. Yeah. Oy vey. Oy. Oy vey. I'm tired <laughs> just thinking about it. Yes. So, good stuff. I yep. mean, I think we've got a cool topic today. I think so, too. It's kind of kind of true crimey, <laughs> but more like ghoul friends true crimey style. I don't know. What would you think? <laughs> Go friends, true crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not trying to step on Morbid's toes, we promise. <laughs> We're not getting in on that. There's a kind of a mixture of both, I guess. It's, yeah, the paranormal. It's about crime and also about paranormal. Yeah. Um, she's talking about psychic detectives. Yeah. Psychic investigators. So you don't know what that is. They're psychic detectives. 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 That's a new branch. 
psychic detective. I tried to make a funny detective. there, and I just I just fucked it up. It. <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't funny at all. Um, so basically, it is people that can solve or help solve crimes yep. um, through their psychic, psychic abilities. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, a Google search does not get you anywhere. No, it's all about the TV, because there's a bunch of TV shows yeah. that talk about it. But, like, as far as, like, good source material, not as much. So we had to venture into the land of Audible yep. this week to find our stories. Yeah. Um, and do we know the name of the book? Yes. Because we should probably say that at some point. Yes. It's, um, I'm going <laughs> to oh, have to please. go <laughs> on Caitlin. here. Um, but it was really good. The um, narrator, I yeah. guess, he is quite interesting. He was very dramatic in his reading. He was a good reader, but he was, he was, a great he was very dramatic. But I found um, it was interesting. <clears throat> the stories were interesting. I had never heard of any of these before, so. No, I hadn't either. Um, I had seen, I think we had watched some shows before. We did. That had some of these on them, but I, obviously, I couldn't remember those stories. So I had never. Yeah heard these before no um they were good we used to watch a show about this called i think it's called psychic detectives like remember way back when we were in south carolina when we watched it yeah no i don't know uh, i'd have me. to look <laughs> i'd have to i know we watched one about it because we i remember us saying like that's really interesting yeah and, well a lot of um things that when i was doing my research i had come across were that a lot of them not they're not i'm not going to say they're phony but they went nowhere a lot of times they're like, oh, it's going to be right here, and then there's just nothing, or they were just absolutely on the wrong track. Yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of, there's a lot of um, non-believers, I guess, or oh, skeptics. Sure. Yep. Um, I'm a believer, because, I mean, some of these stories are just insane. They're wild, truly. Um, so, the Audible book that we kind of pulled from, it's called True Crime Stories of Clairvoyance Solving Murder Cases, mm-hmm. um, Real Life Psychic Detectives by Jack Smith. So there you go. If you want to listen to any of these after, yeah, it's where you find it. I think it was pretty cheap too. It wasn't. Yeah, um, Audible has a free like one month. Oh, that's free right. Subscription, so you could download it there for you know thirty days and be free. Hey, Audible, you want to sponsor <laughs> us? Because we're giving you some free ad time right now. <laughs> True that. <laughs> um, but I think we pay monthly. Yeah. And I think it was like five or six bucks. Yeah, it's not it. bad. Mm mm. No. And then you get the joy of listening to the narrator who is like It's he's very, very yeah. Like I can picture him like talking with his hands a lot. He kinda reminds me it's I put like in my brain I put his <clears throat> voice with the guy who did um unsolved mysteries, like the dude in the trench coat that's oh, like walking around. Yeah. Like I could see that yeah. kind of style. I can I, scenery. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what um, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is gonna be a fun episode. We both have a couple stories to Yep. Kind of go through. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So a little more information, I guess, on, like, psychic detectives other than solving crimes and being badass. Sure. Um, they can gain um, kind of information through objects. Mm-hmm. So, like, a shoe or, like, a, a picture. coat or a picture. Um, and that's called psychometric. That's mm. just okay. a technique that they use. Um, they use... Uh, postcognition, which is the per- paranormal perception of the past. So they're seeing backwards the past. Yeah. And that's mostly what my stories okay. include. Interesting. Or them kind of walking through, which is just wild. Yeah. Um, 
That confused the hell out of me. It's, I'd be like, what? <laughs> it is a little weird, and I would be terrified Yeah, to have that happen. Yep, me too. Um, and so there was also um, telepathy, yep. um, dowsing, which is like using water and gems and crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's clairvoyance and remote viewing. Right. Going to the place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I did not come across this, but it said that they often can... Um, communicate with the deceased. Like That's they in can, one of my stories. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. yeah, all right, yeah. So they're directly, you know, Con- talking, like talking to... talking to the person. Yeah. Interesting. Which is fucking wild. That is very handy. Yeah. Be like, yo, listen, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Girl, you gotta go get these fools. Like, something, <laughs> yeah. something bad happened. Mm-mm. Some shit has gone down. Yeah. So, my stories are, um, not that, but equally... Um, is wild. Pretty crazy. Okay. Um, do you want me to start or do you yeah. want one? You can I hit feel me like with I've one. Been, I've been talking about it. Well, would you like a break? Yeah. Okay. I got kind of like a little cold going on okay. from Big Chunk Boy. Yeah. Just living just his worst magnets. life right now. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah. So you go ahead first. And okay. And then I'll, I'll come up after. Okay. So the one I decided to do um, was the murder of Ashley Howley. Okay. Um. So, to kind of start, Ashley Howley was 20 years old when she met, went missing in 2004. So, very young. Yep. Um, she, it sounded like, lived in the Columbus, Ohio area. Um, she went missing, and the last contact they had from her was she had gone to the police previously to report, um, you know, domestic violence against her boyfriend. Okay. And his name was Robert P. McMichael II. Do so sure. he claimed she, he, um, you know, assaulted her. He hurt her, and she was trying to get help from the police about I like that. Him. Well, you know, I think immediately we know who, you know, number one suspect, suspect is. Sure. Right. So she goes missing. Her family reports her missing. Um, they recover her car. Okay. She drove a gold 1995 Pontiac Bonneville. Okay. Never seen one of those. So I don't know what that no, looks like. Me either. So they find the car. They strongly suspect it is the boyfriend, but okay. they have nothing to link him to her disappearance. They have no evidence at the time. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the case kind of goes cold. And, you know, I can only imagine how heartbreaking that is for the family yeah. to have no leads, no answers. You know, this would be is awful. Right. There's a young girl who goes missing and <clears throat> there's no reason why. I so. think the hardest part, too, mm-hmm. with that would be like knowing, like not knowing if they were alive or deceased. Like, if somebody just goes missing, like, are they still alive or are they dead? Like, right. I don't know. I don't know which would be worse. You know, I don't know either because, you know, the, I've definitely heard of instances where people run away and they simply don't want to be found and they start right. new lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, in my opinion, I think knowing either way, whether a person is alive or deceased, you know, I think it gives the family closure that yeah. they need to understand what's happened. Right. So I, I can definitely imagine when a case goes cold, that feeling of helplessness yeah. that has to just come over the family members. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ashley's case goes cold. Okay. They are really not sure what happened. Again, they think it's boyfriend, but they cannot link him okay. to her. So Ashley decides to take matters into her own hands because, as I said before, this is a murder story. So mm-hmm. we know what happens. <clears throat> Enter at this point, um, Christy Robinette okay. has no connection to the Howley family. She's a psychic medium. Okay. And she's never, like, has never met Ashley, does not know who Ashley is. Okay. She wakes up in the middle of the night and says that Ashley is standing beside her bed. Ooh. Um, she's, she is in full body apparition, but she's kind of translucent. 
Um, She knows she's a spirit, and Christy Robinette has been a psychic and medium for a long time. She says, and I went to actually her website for a lot of this information, but she's had these abilities since she was little. So she knew she was a spirit when she appeared. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, Ashley appears to Christy, and she asks her for help. She says she's been murdered, and she needs Christy to help her family. But she can't give Christy her last name. She can only tell her her first name is Ashley. Okay. And she says she's blonde. She's, you know, this pretty young girl, but she seems she's obviously in distress and needs her help. So Christy decides to get involved yep. with this. So the next day she gets on Google and only knowing that it's a small blonde girl named Ashley starts searching in the Ohio area, okay. assuming this is local. <clears throat> so she lived in Ohio. See, I believe so. I could not nail that down okay. completely, but I think she was in kind of a similar area to them. Um, and in doing these Google searches, she finds Ashley Howley. Okay. And she finds the case. So she realizes once she sees her picture that that's that who appeared her. to her. Wow. So Christy reaches... Fucking Google man. I know, like, man. That's wild. <laughs> it is. And uh, Christy ends up contacting the Howley family. Okay. And kind of explaining what's happened. And they agree to let her help. At this point, they're probably just like, well, Fuck you know, yeah. if you've got something, come on. Um. So, at this point, Robinette said that she began to see Ashley frequently or have images of her come to her where Ashley would talk to her. And in these kind of sessions, Ashley would show her images of lightly colored pine trees, of forest. Okay. So, it kind of gave her the sense that Ashley may be somewhere like in a woodland area. Okay. But never, you know, never specific locations, never... A name. She can just see the trees. And she can just see the area around her. I wonder if that's kind of like remote viewing mm-hmm. when she's kind of going to the crime scene in her mind and like seeing it. Right. Okay. So at this point, Christy decides she's going to go to Columbus. And with uh, the Howley family's help, she teams up with a park ranger. Okay. And they go through a local park that they believe Ashley may have gone missing in. Okay. So they start combing through. And, you know, this takes a while. At first, they're not really finding what they want to see, but at one point, um, Christy and the park ranger are able to get to the area where she recognizes the lightly colored pine oh, no trees, shit. and she says she just gets this gut instinct that, you know, this is it. Her her body is here. here. Well, <laughs> unbeknownst to either the park ranger or Christy, the police had also gotten word that someone was sniffing around in the woods. Mind you, Christy has not worked with the police at all at right. this point. <clears throat> they um, make contact with Christy and become immediately very suspicious of her Ooh. and start questioning her. You know, why are you in the woods? Why are you in this spot in particular? Yeah. And come to find out before, kind of in the weeks prior, cadaver dogs had alerted on the spot that Christy Robinette and the park ranger had gone to, Ooh. indicating that there could be remains buried. Yikes. The hang up with this, because <laughs> this is never that easy, um, is that that land was actually private land. And do you want to guess who it belonged to? The boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was private land. It was owned by McMichael. Um, obviously, he was not about to let them go dig that up. Right. Um, again, they had no reason to, they didn't have enough information to get, um, you know, a search warrant. Right. So... 
it, I can only imagine how infuriating that must be. Like, it's probably, I would go do it myself. <laughs> Just fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it 2020. I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> Bring my shovel. I'm, I'm going. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, Christy is convinced that she knows where Ashley has been buried, yep. but they can't do anything about it because Yikes. it's private land and, the, and Robert P. McMichael will not let them dig on the property oh, and they course. can't get a search warrant to do it. Aww. So, thankfully... McMichael's kind of a douche. Well, he is a douche, but (laughs) he is later arrested for murdering his mother and her boyfriend. So in case you were wondering what kind of ass nozzle he was, (laughs) there you go. And when he's being arrested and as he's being interrogated about the murder of his mother and her boyfriend, he also admits to killing Ashley. Oh, well, you know what? Good for you, dude. Yeah. So at this point, you know, the police have what they need to dig on the spot in the woods. And they certainly go out there and they do that. And they find Ashley's remains and she has been encased in concrete. Oh. Yeah. That's just like, it's a chilling, like that detail made like the hair on my neck, like go up. Like a mega douche. A mega douche. That's gross. It is. It's just so cruel and so thoughtless. Um, So to say the least, McMichael um, was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Yay. Um, And... You know, the police definitely acknowledged the fact that Robinette had a major hand in helping yeah. locate her, you know, Howley's body. Right. Um, and, you know, in looking at Chrissy Robinette in general, she seems, you know, she's definitely still doing work as a psychic medium. Um, I don't know if she does any more work with the police, but. Yeah. It seems I think like- I'd go to the police first after that, though. Like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, listen, this is kind of what I yeah, do. She kind of became and a suspect at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be messing with that. Mm-mm. Well, it's interesting, too, because you kind of wonder what they would say. Like, you go and you say, like, I'm a psychic medium. Like, I think I can help you. Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine people who are more open-minded might say, great, you know what, okay, yes. and But a lot of times, you know, these people are thought as frauds because I don't know if they're just thought they think they're looking for attention or money or... Right. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because, I mean, in this case, it really did lead to finding her and yeah. putting this ass bag away. But it'd be hard, too, because, like, why do you know so much about this? You know, like, it's true. not it's really a full believer. It's definitely like, suspicious. Yeah, why the fuck do you know where she's buried? Like, that's weird. Well, exactly. <laughs> I think it's definitely a really hard kind of line to draw. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think it kind of takes one of these breakout cases to, you know, let the police kind of get involved with working with a medium. medium. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, she definitely was thought of as a suspect when she went out there. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, they were able to find Ashley and put douchebag away. So that was some closure for the family. So that was good. Bye, bitch. Yep. And just as a a final note, if you want to learn more about um, Christy Robinette, she has a great website, christyrobinette.com, where she has a lot of information about how, when she began to have these abilities and kind of her development. So go check that out. Yeah, that's super Um, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's so that a good one. Fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> is your voice, <laughs> is your instrument rested? My, have, yeah, I've been stroking my instrument here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say <that>. Jesus. Um, I think I'm... Uh, <laughs> you married me. I know. You knew this long I, before. <laughs> you not wrong. You not wrong. Um, no, I'm feeling pretty good. I took some cough medicine, so that's, oh, good. I think, kicking in a little bit. Good. A little phlegmy. A little phlegmy. Hawk something up here soon, but sweet, right. awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so my story: um, there is an elderly couple um, that were murdered. Okay, um, in their own living room, 
Um, and their names were Jake and Doricorn. Okay. And so they were shot in the head and obviously mm. uh, killed. Okay. Super sweet, like, just an old elderly couple that were no. just, like, really nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, why? Like, grandma why? and grandpa. And yeah. so the town was just like, what the fuck happened? And, like, who? Like, how could they have any enemies? Yeah. Do we um, know where this was? Just a curious question. Um, no. Okay. Um... You just popcorn me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to go on. <laughs> popcorn me. No, I don't. It was just a small little town. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Two elderly people shot, killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the te- detective's um, initial thought was their grandson, James. Okay. Um, he was kind of naughty Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, just apparently was kind of acting funny, like asked for their will, like right off the bat. Oh, um, yeah. that's a little suspicious. <laughs> had been in some trouble before, nothing serious, but just kind of was a troublemaker. Okay. Um, a little doucher. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a really strong alibi okay. um, from some people around town, so he kind of was off the hook. Um, the case kind of went cold. There was no, no leads, no, nobody yeah. knew anything. Okay. Um, kind of about who or what had happened to them. Um, so the lead detective... Um, his name was Krolak, Detective Krolak. Okay. Um, he actually reached out to a psychic. See, that's interesting. You yeah. don't see that a ton nope. through these stories. Um, okay. Yeah. So he was on the case, had nowhere to go, and so he found a lady named Maureen Grenier. He said, fuck it. Fuck it, 2020. 2020. <laughs> um, so she had said, um, you know, I, I can try to help you. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she used... Used um, psychometric, which is the object. The, the object. So he brings okay. Jake's shoe and Dora's um, reading glasses. Okay. Um, so she starts kind of touching them and just kind of looking at them and like instantly was like, okay. Like she was seeing what had happened. Okay. Um, so she saw Dora kind of on the phone in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a man came and kicked their door in. Um, and it was a handyman who had actually worked on their house before. Mm, uh-huh. Yeah. Always someone you know. Do sure. Um, so she sees, you know, him kicking the door. Okay. And sees um, this guy. And she can't think of his name, but she sees the initials R.S. Okay. Keep seeing R.S. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he just goes in and shoots Jake and kills him. Um, and then she sees uh, little Dora just, like, screaming, like, just in hysterics. Yeah. And he just shoots her, too. Mm. Um, and so, obviously, they both pass away. Yes. Um, then the detective thought that he could have enough um, to kind of go back and find, you know, kind of a handyman. Like, it was a small An town. An RS. Like, that's got to be something. Yep. Okay. So, um, it kind of not goes cold, but, like, there wasn't a whole lot. Okay. Um, but Detective Krolak just was just... Determined. He wanted to solve the case. So, he goes back into um, their financial records. Okay. And in one of their folders was a receipt. Ooh. And it was a contract. He brought receipts. He brought receipts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Remember the initials? Yes. Do you know what the uh, contractor's name was? Something with an R and something with an S. Robert Skinner. <laughs> oh, shit. R-S. Oh, man. He's like, oh. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, so he's got this, and he's like, holy shit. But, again, the only real evidence is Maureen's word. That right, that's RS. not hard evidence. He was a contractor, and there was no... Not enough for an of, arrest. Warrant. Right. So he does a little more digging, right, yep. and kind of looks back and sees that he's kind of a naughty Scotty, too. Like, mm, he, I love all your names. <laughs> naughty Nelly. Naughty Scotty. <laughs> yeah, he was a little naughty Scotty. And so he just kind of was at another dead end. Obviously, there's no evidence, like I said, of unless... You know, other than Maureen's word. So Robert Skinner had committed other crimes in the past, it sounded like. So he had a record. Yes. Okay. Um, So he goes back to Maureen again. He's like, hey, like, I found this (laughs) that I have a little more for you. Yeah. Like, can I show you? He brought 10 mug shots. He's like, can I show you these mug shots? And she's like, no, like, I don't want to see them. I want you to lay them all flat. Um, upside down. Okay, so she can't see And she faces. has no idea about any of this case, right? Yeah. No, nothing. Right. Okay. Okay. So, he has the ten mug shots and lays them out. And so she's kind of sweeping her hands over them, feeling them out. Mm-hmm. She picks up seven of them Ooh. and gives them to the detective. Okay. There's three left on the table. Yeah. She pats one and flips it over. Guess who the fuck it was? If it ain't Robert Skinner. It was Robert Skinner. And so he was just like kind of confused. Okay. He was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, got it. Yeah. She goes, this is um, the killer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of a little bit confused um, with the other two. Okay. And she flips over a second one, and it's a man named Kevin Snare. Okay. Okay. He is a good friend of Robert Skinner. Okay, so they're related. They know so each other. So they, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so Kevin Snare is a little um, naughty Scotty mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. But guess who he's good friends with and who gave the alibi to the grandson? Yeah, Kevin oh. Snare gave the alibi for the grandson. Guess oh. who the third card was? It was that dirty grandson. The what? fucking grandson. That's Rude as hell, but so okay. she, there were three. Okay, and he put it all together that they all had given their alibis. They covered for each other. Yes, and okay. it placed them all at the um, at the scene. At the, not at the scene, but they kind of orchestrated it. Okay. Um. So Robert Skinner was the one who actually shot. Yes. Them. Robert. Uh, yeah. Robert Skinner was the one that shot them. Kevin Snare um, was just helping out, um, covering okay. tracks. Use, you know, saying the alibi. But he was aware of what was going on. Yes, very much so. Okay. Um, and then the grandson was the mm. mastermind because he was going to get an inheritance. Oh, always about the money. Yep. So God. he, um, yeah, he, it was kind of all orchestrated by the grandson. So he basically uh, put a hit out on Robert his grandparents. Robert Skinner, yep. That's shitty. Yep. Well, what they had enough then to kind get of em. link them all there um and they were all obviously arrested and charged yeah. um and robert skinner got 60 years mm. um and then kevin snare and um the grandson um jake no james james was the the grandson okay um, they both got 40 years oh wow in prison so they're they're gone for a while wow and he ain't getting that inheritance damn he ain't getting that do boy. we 
We don't know when this was. Mm-mm. Okay, I was curious. I'm like, are they out? Are they still in? I like, know. yeah. We could look look into Probably that Google and say, it. yeah. Yeah, it was wild. But that I picked the wild. three cards, and he, you know, obviously yeah. they're looking for one. Mm-hmm. And like she, she wrangled them all, wrangled all three. Interesting. Of them. Yeah. That's wild. And did you find anything about what was the her name? Maureen. Maureen. Yes. Okay. Maureen Grenier. I oh, have not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if like it's kind of a one off deal or if like some police departments have like psychics that they regularly like, consult with on That'd the cases. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. And how like what their track record is like. Yeah, on how many people they found yeah. or you like, like seven solved. for ten or are you like four for ten? Yeah, like, like what's your record? Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? It's true. No, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Cool stuff. That was that was a really weird one for me. The was, cards. Yeah, that was like didn't want to see them. I had no idea about anything of the case. Nothing. Yeah, and then all three. The damn grandson. Douche. Mm. Douche. Douche canoe. Ass for- nozzle. <laughs> all the bad all names. Of them. All the names. <laughs> all right. <Yes. clears throat> you ready for mine? Yep. Sure okay. I am. So this one's a bit more like twisty and turny than the um, the story of Ashley Howley. Okay. So um, this is the case of Andre Daigle. Okay. And this takes place in Louisiana. The dates were a little funky, but I believe this occurred in 1987 is what I could find. So just to set the scene. So Andre Daigle was 27 years old. He kind of, it sounded like he worked in construction. He did a lot of house renovations. Okay. Um, nice guy, well-liked, worked hard, came to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so All-American yeah. boy. Yeah, it seems like it. Yep. So, you know, one night he decides to go out with his friends um, to a bar in Louisiana called Mitchell's Lounge. Okay. And, you know, they're drinking, they're having a good time. Um, he meets a woman there, and they start talking. And it seems like they're getting along well, things are going good. And they are seen leaving the bar together. Okay. And that is the last time Andre is seen alive. Ooh. So at this point, you know, Andre goes missing. He kind of disappears with this mystery woman. He doesn't go to work the next day. His coworkers say, you know, this is really odd. He always comes to work. Um, you know, they get in contact with his family, and he's pretty much quickly filed as being a missing person. Okay. So at this point, uh, Detective Gallagher is assigned to the case. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they want to do is he kind of says, you know what, like, there's this woman that he was seen with, but we don't know who that is. Like, we need to figure out who she is and where she is. Yep. And we need to start searching the immediate area to see if we can find anything that leads us to, you know, what happened. Because Any if evidence it, of yeah. foul play. Right, because essentially he's seen leaving the bar, but no one sees him after that. That's it. Mm-hmm. So they don't really know, you know, where he might have gone. Um, so she's a naughty Nancy. Yeah, she a naughty Nancy indeed. Yeah. Mm. So they search the area. They don't find anything. You know, Gallagher goes back to the bar and he gets a description of the woman, mm-hmm. but no one knows her name, unfortunately. So that doesn't give them a lot to to go on. Um, so, you know, obviously Andre's family is incredibly distressed at mm-hmm. this point. Um, they decide to reach out to a psychic. Okay. To see if she can help. And this woman's name is Rosemary Kerr. And I believe she was living in California at the time. And mind you, um, Andre Daigle went missing in Louisiana. Okay. So she is not near, but they kind of explain what's going on and they're able to get her a photo of Andre, kind of the object thing that you were talking about. So um, upon holding Andre's photo, 
Kerr knows immediately that something really bad has happened. Okay. Um, she immediately starts feeling um, sensations of pain in her head, very Ooh. intense pain, and she keeps seeing the vision or an image of a hammer. Oh, but she no. doesn't, she knows it's not good, but she doesn't really know what it means. How to connect them. Right. Okay. So during the session, um, you know, a big question is still, you know, what happened to Daigle's car? He drove to the bar. He left in his own truck, mm-hmm. but we haven't been able to find it. So this is where Kerr also really came in with some helpful information. Um in holding the photo, she starts to see visions of a town called Slidell, Louisiana. Mind you, I don't believe she'd ever been to Louisiana. <laughs> so oh, Slidell. She sees Reminds the name. Reminds me of Live PD. I know. Slidell. There's always some stuff Robert. going on. <laughs> is that where Robert Doggy's in Michigan? No. Okay. <laughs> Michigan or Missouri, I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you him. don't watch Live PD, I disagree. No, I strongly recommend it. <laughs> it is. It's interesting. It's entertaining. I'll it tell you that. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot they did go to Slidell. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, she starts seeing the name Slidell, and she's telling his family this. Um, and in this, she gets the vision that his car is being driven in a neighborhood in Slidell, like, in live time. Oh. She's like, um, someone's driving his car through Slidell right now. Like, y'all need to get over there and figure out what's going on. So the family, like, hauls ass to mm-hmm. Slidell, and I, for- I don't know where they were. <clears throat> but basically... In driving through these neighborhoods, they find his truck being driven by not Andre. What? (laughs) And so they're like, the fuck? So they start following him. And whoever is driving the truck realizes this and starts hauling ass. So Mm -hmm. basically, they go on this, like, movie-esque car chase. Um, And doing this, they come across a police officer who they flag down. His Mm -hmm. name is Tom Corley. They explain what's going on, and he goes with them. He starts chasing as well. So finally, Cor- uh, Corley's able to corner the truck and stop the car and get who's driving out. So when they... Are you in trouble now, boy? Yeah, we got you now. So when he does that, he pulls out two men. Okay. And their names are Charles Gervais and Michael Phillips. Okay. They claim they came across uh, Daigle's car. Daigle was not in the car. And, you know, they said, hey, it's a car. And it's got no one in it, and we can drive it. So let's go. And they had, uh, they found weapons in the car, and they also found that they, uh, both men had been pawning Daigle's possessions that were in the car. Oh. So at this point, you know, we obviously have these two men. We Mm -hmm. find them in Daigle's car, but they are claiming they never met Daigle. They only found the abandoned car and stole it. Gotcha. Not murder. Okay. So. They're just a little bit of Shady Sheila, not like full-blown Shady Sheila. Yeah. So this is still not the smoking gun per se that we want in this case because we don't have a full-out answer. But we have found the car. So that's an improvement. Um, So like I said, they claim, you know, both men claim they have never met Daigle. They don't know him. They just found his car. And so the police kind of have to go back over again and go back and question all the witnesses that ever, you know, saw Andre on the day he went missing. Mm -hmm. Um, And this also leads them to go back to rosemary kerr the psychic okay. yep yep and ask for her assistance and they ask her to come to louisiana which she does and they meet at the bar okay. that daigle went missing from so in being in the bar kerr was able to sense that andre was uh near a body of water mm-hmm. that were near railroad tracks that's where she felt he was okay um she also kept seeing the number seven Over and over again. Had no idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, during this vision, she also realized that um, Daigle had most likely died of suffocation. And she felt that she had witnessed his Mm -hmm. death. But it also confirmed that he had passed on to into the light. 
So his soul had moved on. He was not there, but Mm -hmm. she felt very strongly that he was deceased at that point. So that's tough. Mm. And let me just do my dramatic page Page flip. flip. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's it? (laughs) That was the end? And that's the end of the story. (laughs) Unsolved. No, just kidding. There is some closure to the story. So in uh, the police kind of going back over, you know, the case, they realized that... um, Phillips and Gervais, the men that were found driving the truck, mm-hmm. haven't been quite honest with the police because before they had told the police where they lived. Yeah. The police, of course, got a search warrant and searched the house mm-hmm. or the apartment, could not find anything. Well, they find out that they actually hadn't been living there that long. They had just been evicted from another apartment. Oh. And the apartment number was seven. Oh. So the number seven. They go, they obviously get the search warrant to search this old place. And unfortunately, when they get there, they find that there are um, there are major blood stains on the floor, Ooh. indicating someone lost a massive amount of blood there. Okay. They take, um, they're able to, you know, positively match the blood to Daigle. Oh. So at this point, they know it's him. Yep. And they know it's those two Shady Sheilas that were involved but, in it. Yep. So kind of faced with the fact that they have a lot of evidence against them now, mm-hmm. Gervais and Phillips decide to tell a bit more of their story. Okay. So they both admitted that they did murder Andre. Um, they claimed that they beat him to death with a hammer. Ugh. And they she threw, had seen it, too. And She'd a hammer. hammer. Okay, and yeah. a head. Remember, she kept saying she was having head Headaches, pain. yeah. Um, so they beat him to death with a hammer, and they threw his body into a swamp. Hence the body of water she said she saw. No. Yeah. The mystery woman that, because of course, you know, the police at this point are like, well, there was still a woman. Who yes. was that? Her name was Thelma Holm. And I could not find a lot on her at all, but they just said that they had been using her as kind of bait to lure men out of bars to be robbed and beaten by them. Ew. Yeah. Fuckers. And it sounded like, you know, when I was reading it, I don't think they originally meant to kill Andre. I think they meant to rob him. Mm. But it sounds like at some point it kind of became like uh, like a contest to see who could kill him just to see if they could do it, which was incredibly fucked up. Yeah. That's so wild. these were not um, professionals by, the, by any means. It seems like this was kind of an amateur um, event, but there mm. are no doubt shitholes so um after the admission uh both men led the police to where daigle had been dumped Mm -hmm. so they jump on the interstate and they get off at exit seven daigle's body was found under a bridge badly beaten and decomposing so they were able to locate him oh that's i mean yeah good for closure for their family but that's horrid it is horrid but again i can imagine there is some sense of closure that's granted through that yeah so, um, Gervais and Phillips were tried. I believe Thelma Holm was tried as well, but I could not find what she was actually charged with. There's okay. not a ton of information on her. It was accessory. Yeah. Not just. I'm sure she served some good jail time. Right. But that's sad. Yeah. And Gervais and Phillips uh, both pled guilty to first-degree murder, and they were both sentenced to life in prison. Good. And Kerr actually testified at the trial the psychic mm, yeah. and the um you know the police basically said it's one of the first times they've ever had a medium Help. be a witness and wow. tell her story to the jury so that's why she played kind of a pivotal role in helping them find the men and you know put them away that's pretty cool yeah and unfortunately i was trying to find more information on her i believe she may have passed away okay. in 2015 um i did find an obituary with her name but i had a hard time finding like a picture of her that i could I see. see but so i'm not sure if she's still living or not but gotcha. um 
you know, she was widely credited as yeah. helping solve the case. That's pretty badass. She a badass. That's Rosemary, pretty, you cool girl. <laughs> you got pretty it. pretty badass, like, ability to have. I know. It's a lot of responsibility. I don't know if I'd want... Oh, I wouldn't want it, but it's pretty cool. I don't know if I could handle it. Like, that would be very, very difficult. I have anxiety and, like, you know. I have enough running around in my own brain. I don't need other stuff coming on in. Nope. 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 Agreed. Sure don't. Mm-mm. All right. We're going to Texas, y'all. <laughs> All my exes Aww. live in Texas. <laughs> never been to Texas. You ever been to? No, I've never been to Texas. Ooh. It's where, um... Uh, Associates Anonymous. That's right. Soups and Giggles are in Texas. Oh, fun stuff. I know. We gotta go. I'd like to go to Texas. That's a big ass state. It's a huge ass state. Man. Like, how did they decide? I'm sure this is way back in history, but like, why did they make Texas so fucking big? (laughs) They're like, regular size state, regular size state, Texas. (laughs) And then little baby, pink Rhode Island. I know. (laughs) What? Uh, you could yodel in like <laughs> one to the top of Rhode Island, and you could hear it at the bottom of Rhode yeah. Island. <laughs> Truly. Uh, so we're going to Texas. Okay. And this is a young girl named Diana Goldston. Um, she had a little flower shop, okay. um, and she would go to like bars and restaurants and just try to sell her flowers. Okay. Um. So they're outside of this bar, and this kind of scuffle, like, happens. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of eyewitnesses, broad daylight, middle of the day. Um, this big, burly guy starts screaming at um, Diana oh. that he, she stole hundreds of dollars from his truck. Oh. And everyone was like, no, we just watched her, like, walk from the yeah, bar out. Like, like she no. didn't do that. Um, this guy, big, burly guy, um, and he's with another woman. Um, they're together and he pulls out a gun and shoots her in the shoulder. Shoots Diana? Yes. What the fuck? And stuffs her in the truck and they drive off. In front of like all these eyewitnesses? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, you've already taken me on a ride, so (laughs) we can't. save the best for This started like very intensely. Go on. Yes. So shoots her in the shoulder, just throws her in the truck Everyone, like, starts screaming and, like, chasing after them. Yeah. Um, They, a lot of eyewitnesses, they call 911, but nobody grabbed a license plate. Oh, come on, y'all. Do better. (laughs) Don't be a bystander. Yeah. Get that license plate number. Um, so, and most people didn't even know her name. They just... They didn't know Diana's name. So she was kind of nicknamed, like, the flower girl. Because nobody knew her name. Oh, that's so pure, though. I know. (laughs) So everyone, it was the flower girl, um, and kind of nobody... Knew who she was yeah. um, until her mother um, reporting her miss reported her missing a few days later. Okay, and they kind of connected. Oh, okay, that's Diana Goldman or Goldson. Um, they had literally zero leads other than a big burly guy in a truck in a red truck with a girlfriend. Mm. Um, he shot this girl, stuffed her, in, and like took just off. took the fuck off. Okay. Um. Yeah. Dead end. So, like, yep. Dead end. (laughs) Okay. Nothing. Um, So the um, leading investigator, his name was Kenny Kirkland. Okay. Um, He called a psychic as well. So this is another detective. You know, people reaching reaching out. out. Yes. Yeah. Before this. Um, And he finds this um, woman named Carol Pate, who is a psychic detective. Okay. Um. So he decides to, there's, this is not on the news. There's no 
information out on this because okay. it's just kind so of... So she would not know anything about this? Nothing. Okay. Um, and he just basically said, I don't want to give you anything. I just want to see... Like what you're able to get. What you can get. Yeah. Um, I'll bring you to kind of where the scene happens. Where the so happens. he brings her to in front of the bar and like instantly she was like, there was a woman, um, she was shot in the shoulder and then she was shoved into a red truck. And he was just like, well, like, yep. jaw just like hits the floor. <laughs> like, like, well, all right. Okay, let me like roll my jaw back up. <laughs> You're here. the real deal. Go yep. on. Um, and so she said, um, you know, she could describe what the man looked like. He was a big, burly guy. Yeah. Um, and that's what the eyewitnesses had, you know, said. described him as. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I, I can, I can take you there. Like, I, we need to get in the car, and I can bring you where she is. Where she is. And so he's like, like Oh shit, yeah. Get in. Um, so as they're driving, she's getting these feelings that, um, Mm -hmm. the man that shot her didn't mean to, or didn't want to kill her. He just lost his temper. So she was kind of feeling like, like a scared feeling, like the guy was scared. And so that's... He like realized he had like... Shot her. Like not done a good thing. Right. And that's why he shoved her in the car. Oh, because he didn't know what to do. Yes. So she's. He was going to take her to a hospital to yeah. get her help. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, that oh, did not happen. Damn. Okay. Um. So she's kind of like, kind of this like paranormal GPS. Yeah. Like, just as they're going, she's like, "Okay, you need to take a left here," and just she said she didn't know where she was going. She just knew where to turn. Yeah. And when to turn. Okay. Um. So they get to. Um, this location, and mm-hmm. she said, I think she's here. So they get out, and it's a wooded area, um, and she was just like, I, you know, I'm not really seeing a whole lot, and she's like, you know, let me sit here for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sits, and she goes, they were here, but they took her somewhere else. Okay. So they think that they dropped her there, got spooked by maybe seeing somebody mm-hmm. or just thought maybe that wasn't a good location. Yeah. Put her back into the truck and drive off again. So she, you know, packs okay. up the, you know, detective and says, well, like, I we got to keep going. Yeah. She's not here. Um, so she said that at this point where they're driving, she sensed that um, Diana was losing a lot of blood but was still alive. Okay. Um, but was pretty actively bleeding yeah. and just kind of knew she was Needed help. not going to make it very long. Um, so then they find, um, they stumble kind of upon a state park and she's like, here, like this is where, like the next, maybe the, you know, the next stop or like sure. this, they, they've been here. Okay. Um, so they're kind of just walking through the woods, combing through mm-hmm. and they stumble upon a park ranger Oh. And just said, like, hey, like, have you seen anything kind of odd off? Yeah. And he goes, it was odd. Um, there was a truck that was stuck in the woods, um, you know, a few days ago. Um, and I just found it really odd. So I did take down their license plate, but they got unstuck and kind of drove off before Vamoosed, yeah. I could do anything. So they're like, oh, okay. So they, he was like, yeah, go like in this direction. Okay. They're walking, right? This is like a wild goose chase. It is a wild goose chase. What do they find? Not her. Ugh. 
but a jacket. And she was said to be wearing a yellow jacket when all this happened. Mm-hmm. It was a yellow jacket. Okay. And the shoulder had where blood. she had all like covered in blood. Oh. And so oh, man. it had kind of deteriorated and like had been kind of washed away. Yeah. Um, so they did take the, the jacket, um, but they couldn't confirm that it was her blood. Sure. Um, but they also saw what looked, they saw the tracks of the truck uh-huh. like getting stuck. Yep. And then they saw what looked like something had been dragged. Oh, no. And like her? That's what they think. Oh. Um, this is really, I'm like really in suspense here. It's <laughs> I don't want you to, I don't want you to give away the ending, but I'm like, not going to. We're getting to the end. Oh, my God. Um, so they, they find this jacket. Okay. Um, and then they bring it back to the park ranger and say like, hey, like we think we have like something really serious. Like we need you to like kind of help us out. And so he gets in contact obviously with the police and, yeah. um, you know, the detectives with them and they're just kind of. Working together at this point, they get the license plate number that he had taken down. Oh, good. Um, okay. And they tracked it to a uh, lady named Carrie Griffin. Okay. Carrie Griffin, um, sweet lady, mm-hmm. known well around the town. Um, yeah. Just a normal person. So they were like, okay, this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They go and question her, and her and her... Um, it, it's her ex-husband oh, had just okay. gotten kind of divorced. Yeah. And she said the name, the truck is uh, registered under me, but he, it's his. He oh, has the truck. So she's um, not really involved. No. And oh, she is just like, yep, his name is <laughs> she's uh, Jason Robert. <laughs> uh, he goes by J.R. Griffin. Um, and she has, and he has a girlfriend named Janet Cox. Like, you should probably go talk to them because they're <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> and so the police are like, okay, they go straight there um, where they find the pickup truck. And yeah. there's like blood splattered all over the truck. Oh, So they shit. pretty instantly can get a warrant. Yeah. Um, that's pretty damning. And uh, J.R. Griffin, the mm-hmm. ex-husband of the other lady um, who lived at this other address, mm-hmm. um, was just... Closed lips, said nothing, like didn't mm. want them to search, didn't want them to do anything. And they're just like, okay, you have blood all in your truck. So and we're like, going to search it. <laughs> yeah. And so they found a gun. Um, okay. And that was covered in blood. Oh, so, yeah. Um, the truck was covered in blood and they did match the blood to Diana's blood. Okay. Um, so they get arrested. Uh, they... JR did not comply at all. Like, he was okay. not saying anything. He pled not guilty. Oh, he God. was like... Nothing. Okay. Janet spilled the beans. The girlfriend was like... They still haven't found Diana yet, have they? Right. No. Oh, God. Okay. Um, She spills the beans, um, but never would um, disclose where the body was. So they've never found her body. Oh, no. um, But confirmed that she was definitely deceased. Yeah. Um, Oh. So they don't know if there's more to the story. Yeah. You know, after or, like, why... Why he accused her of stealing money from him. Like, why this all started. Right. There's a lot of... This is a weird one. It's really weird. Huh. So, yeah. The... They never would, you know, say where she was, which I found odd. Because she, the girlfriend, yeah. spilled all the beans. I'm like, they're in prison now for, like, ever. Okay, so they did get convicted. Yes. Well, good. They did, but That's they good. never said where her body was or why oh. or how. It was just, like, a random act of violence, they think. They think you know, he was just trying to get some money from her, and it just turned into something. And he didn't, you know, not that he didn't mean to shoot her, but... He and he shot her just, and panicked. Right. And then just stuffed her in the truck, and then... Oh. That yeah. is so sad. So she, you know, 
the investigator Carol Pate did, you know, lead them to enough to find, you know, who had done it. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, they had not. They have not found her body. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Man. That was a wild one. That's a wild. That was a very intense one. <laughs> that was a lot of intensity. Going it was on. pretty intense. It was Damn. Intense, but it was good. They're yeah. they're really sad. Yeah. Because um, a lot of you know, it's a lot of missing people. That's mm-hmm. you know where that. And comes a lot from. of times, not a happy uh, ending. ending. None of ours had happy endings. No. That is, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But you know, it, it's amazing that these people have the ability to. So clearly see things that they have no connection to. Yeah. Imagine just um, seeing that, though. Like, No, I'm sure that's... It's very difficult to learn how to, I'm sure, like, live with that. Yep. Yep. Wild. But good at the same time, because you, you know, have the ability to really help people mm-hmm. and get closure for a lot of people. And sure. Friends and family and communities and... Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Man. Woo. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Those were good. Woo. Those were good. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> I know that's a lot of that's a lot of crime. Yeah, it's a lot of shitty people doing shitty things. <laughs> mm. uh, All right, are you ready to to wrap her up? I think so. I think. Any, anything else on psychic investigators we need to talk about? I think we should go um, and look and watch some more shows on it. Yeah, we should look some of those up and yeah. see if we can watch. There was a the ton on Amazon. I was looking. Oh, there was a okay. shit ton on like Prime, Prime TV. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go do that. Yeah, because yeah. it's cold and it's cold out here. <laughs> it is I cold need out my here. <laughs> it is true. Do you want to snuggle? Yes. You're like no. We can snuggle. You're like saying yes, but your head is shaking. No. <laughs> we can go snuggle. All right. Good stuff. Well. Go see Caitlin on Facebook. On Facebook, yep. Yep. Remember uh, that if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Ghoul Friends Podcast. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you want to send us an email, and I feel like we've been getting more as of lately. Yeah. So that's awesome. Y'all Keep rock. them coming. Yeah. Yeah, for real. It's ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. So with that said, we're sorry for being shitty and not putting an episode <laughs> out last week. But we're back, and we hope you have a spooky and spectacular week. For now, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your ghoul friends. Hey, ghoul, hey. (laughs) 